He is Kevin Ives. He's Plainsman Parking Lot on Twitter here for another year of Auburn baseball. Hard to believe Kevin is right around the corner. Had Auburn softball start this past weekend. The spring sports are here. First and foremost, hope you're doing well, and, and thanks for being on the show today. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad that Auburn baseball season is back, and um, it'll get cranking this weekend with three games against Indiana. So it'll be a big weekend uh, with that team coming in and just the expectations from last year and trying to keep that momentum. Yeah, we want to talk expectations and, of course, about the newcomers and just everything going on with this team in just a moment, Kevin. But wanted to start off with some news that was made kind of throughout the offseason and now in recent weeks with the approval of it. But changes coming to Plainsman Park, uh, changes that have kind of been in the works to varying degrees for a while now. Kind of, again, remind us all of some of these changes going on with Plainsman Park and, and the timetable for when uh, we'll, we'll expect to see them. I think the timetable is not really – the construction won't really start until after this year. Um, and I'm not sure how long it will take everything to get up, but I assume they would get everything done in the off season between the 23 and 24 season. But the big thing I think that the fans are most excited about is they're actually going to put seats on top of the Green Monster. And I think that's something that everybody's kind of been looking forward to. And everybody's been kind of um, wondering why wasn't Auburn doing that. It would make it a very unique venue – um, and so it looks like that's going to be very similar to how Fenway has theirs, where it's kind of a, a standing room. You don't necessarily have a seat up there, um, but I, I think it's supposed to be able to hold it like two rows of folks that are going to be up there. Um, that is a huge addition in itself. The bigger addition is really all the stuff that's going to be along the first baseline, and that's extending out some of the seats, building some more suites, um, building more areas out there that um, can kind of be – not necessarily um, donor areas, but can can be better sort of accustomed to. The best thing I can kind of equip it to, if you've ever been to Riverwalk Stadium um, in Montgomery, how they kind of have their upper level set up. You basically have little suites that are kind of set up there with a bunch of seats that are um, that you can rent out for, for groups and events and stuff. And um, not only that, but they're also redoing and putting seats on top of the Player Development Center. And I know that's going to be, a really big deal because um, originally the renderings of the of that development center out in Rice Field, um, there was supposed to be kind of a terrace or a lounge area out there, um, some seats out there, and that's where Kate Corner was for a long time. Um, and so when they had the when they put the performance center in there, it kind of did away with Kate Corner. Uh, a lot of those folks had to gravitate elsewhere, um, but now it's kind of it's going to be back. And so I don't know if necessarily Kate Corner would be back in that area, but there will be more seating out there. And the biggest thing really is just it allows more people to experience Auburn baseball. And it kind of um, – it's an arms race right now in the SEC with a lot of these parks. Um, Tennessee is undergoing a major renovation. Georgia has a major renovation that's going on. You're trying to keep up with the already these top-flight facilities like Bob Walker at Arkansas or Slazy Field or um, Duty Noble and, and Alex Fox Stadium and LSU. And so Auburn is in kind of a – unique position you know where the 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 state where Plainsman Park is located um, you know we've got a nice little setup with the corners between you've got Jordan Hare and you've got the arena and you've got the old BRD is all kind of on that corner um, and so you'd like to keep everything there instead of doing something like you know South Carolina does where their baseball stadium isn't even on campus um, and it's all it's off on its own little thing so keeping Plainsman Park where it's at uh, being able to kind of build up instead of being out because you can't really build out anymore there. Um, I think it's going to be good. And 
honestly, the more people that are able to experience all the baseball and come to games will be fans, will be lifelong fans. Um, and I think it's just going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, talking with Kevin Ives here on Sports Call, discussing some Auburn baseball. And, Kevin, let's kind of get in some nuts and bolts here of, uh, of this team and what to expect. Uh, obviously, some guys uh, – Coming back, some great leadership coming back. Uh, Kaysen Howell uh, back as a fifth year, and you got guys like Ryan Dial, Cole Foster, Bryson Ware. I mean, you've got some guys that are definitely coming back, but you're also losing guys like Sonny DeShera. Um, what are you looking at from this team uh, as far as the, the guys that are going to return for leadership positions and, and then some of the newcomers to look for? I think it's actually one of the best things about how college racial in general is kind of set up. Um, and how the, the schedule is kind of set up. You know, these first four weeks of the season, basically this pre, pre-conference schedule that we have, is all really going to be got times where guys can kind of find their footing and kind of step up into these leadership roles. You're, you expect guys like Jason Howell and Bobby Pierce to be leaders like in the outfield, um, and Cole Foster to like sort of slide in and be that next um, solid second baseman and everything and be a leader in the infield. Um, Nate LaRue behind the plate, uh, being a, being a leader and kind of working with the pitchers and stuff like that. I think those are guys that you kind of want to expect and then should step up. Um, you've got leadership on the mound too, and Joseph Gonzalez has been here forever. Um, and so what I would, what I'm going to be looking for, honestly, myself is just as a fan is seeing how many of those guys, like how everything kind of shapes up and how similar is the, the opening day lineup. Um, on Friday to the opening SEC lineup um, and seeing how guys have been able to either play their way in uh, or how they're kind of adjusting and everything. And so it's going to be neat to watch. Auburn has a lot of talent um, and there's a lot of depth in the outfield and in the infield with a lot of the transfers and stuff. Um, And so it's really just going to see what guys kind of – who makes who's able to click early and kind of find those roles and settle into those leadership roles. Even on the bound, too, because Auburn really has their one and two guys kind of figured out with Gonzalez and Alsop, and they're, they're really trying to figure out who's going to be that third starter. Um, and so you'll probably see a ton of arms in this sort of pre-conference slate that's going through. Um, and you want to kind of see how we're going to, how they're going to mix and match, and you want to see how Coach Rock is going to handle the pitching staff um, and kind of see how he's going to have everybody kind of define their role. Um, and so it's going to be neat to see. And then you'll even – some of the newcomers – um, I think the, the one that gets the most high, a lot of the praise and a lot of the, the tout um, is Ike Irish, um, who, you know, if everything kind of goes forward, can kind of click and kind of be that, he'll be that everyday catcher. But right now his bat is going to kind of keep him in the DH role and allow him to see more pitches and kind of develop and see how he kind of um, gels offensively. Um, and so that'll be kind of good to see. But it's going to be neat. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, the fall, they've had fall ball, they had the spring, they've had the practices leading up into this weekend, but you really don't know until you actually start playing these games and you're in those game situations. You're playing teams other than Auburn. So you can say this is what's going to be the, you know, probable starting lineup, but that's really just it. It's just going to be probable. Um, and you're just going to kind of, it's going to be neat to see how everybody kind of slots in and how those puzzle pieces fit together uh, before Auburn starts SEC play. Kevin, we, we've t- heard a lot about how good this uh, this recruiting class was for Auburn baseball. Who are some of these new guys coming in that sh- that Auburn fans should expect to contribute to this team? Maybe not be superstars, but uh, to, to put their mark on these games early. 
I mean, the, the Ike Irish that I mentioned is going to be the big one. I mean, I think that's going to be the one that's got the most um, kind of potential on paper, and I think a lot of people are expecting big things from. Um, I, I really think it's uh, – I'm interested to see, because I've not really looked at a, a bunch of the incoming pitchers, and I want to see kind of how those guys are going to um, shake out. Um, I would have to look and double-check the rosters and stuff and, and see you know who actually is new, but we've got a lot of transfers that are going to come in. Um, and even in the field, like Cooper McMurray, that's going to be a transfer at first base, and um, is going to be is, you know part of that recruiting class and stuff. Chris Stanfield in the outfield, um, he's going to pretty highly touted guy, um, and he we'll see if he's able to crack the lineup, um, or if maybe this first year it's going to be more based on his speed. He will be more of a, a specialist role, a specialist position. Um, but it's really just going to you're, you're going to see these guys trying to make a name for himself, and they'll get the opportunities. Um, in this kind of pre-conference slate that we have. And Kevin, we talked a little bit ago about uh, Joseph Gonzalez and his improvement from year one to year two, uh, slicing his ERA in half essentially and becoming a key arm for Auburn last year. He figures to be the ace this year, but we know he's had some sort of shoulder ailment here early uh, in the season and I, I get flashbacks, and maybe this is this is way out of proportion, but I get flashbacks from Tanner Burns last year at Auburn, where all these expectations from being so good early in his career, and then he has an injury leading into his last year, and he just never was never got right that year. Just how concerning is a is a shoulder injury uh, for a pitcher coming into a season? I don't. The only reason I'm not necessarily that concerned about it is because. Um, and everything, all the interviews and stuff that we've seen leading up to it, um, there has not really been a concern from the pitching staff, I mean, from the coaching staff on it. I think it's going to be one of those situations where um, he's probably not going to log as many innings as he could um, leading into the SEC slate. Um, and so it's going to be something that they're definitely going to watch and they're going to be cautious about. That is really kind of the, one of the better things that you can say about uh, Butch Thompson as a coach is that he is not going to sacrifice the kid's health for, you know, a couple of wins. Um, he's gonna, there's enough players on the team that can step up and can find roles and stuff. And so if there is a hint, if there's an inkling that, you know, Joseph is not 100%, they're not going to force him out there. And that is a really good thing to know um, and to kind of have faith on the team that that's, um, that that's going to happen. And so you, you really got to see, you know, who else would step up if that happens. But that's kind of, you know, a chicken and egg scenario, but I think that how Joseph pitches, um, the fact that he is more of a contact guy, he uses that sinker to his advantage. Um, I think it it helps him out a lot. It's not one of those situations where if it's a shoulder elbow injury, it's shoulder or elbow injury, um, and he's trying to pitch with a lot of velocity that it's going to or a lot of spin, that it's going to put way too much torque on those joints if he's you know trying to recover if he has a, has an issue um i think joseph's pitching style and his strengths kind of let him kind of figure out um and let them be a little bit more cautious um with what they're doing and so um I, we'll see i mean it's it's definitely something that and it's something you deal with anytime with any pitcher um you know if, if there's an issue and then pitching is such a highly toned craft and you've got to have a all the pieces working together for you to be successful. Um, you know, if something doesn't feel right, as long as it's vocalized and they kind of know about it and know what to do and know what the plan is, it should be okay. That's where you kind of have to put a lot more faith in the coaches in these scenarios because they're the guys 
that are seeing them every day uh, have been around the game enough that they they're going to know that yeah this is kind of something that we need to you know put on the back burner and then we'll work on his long toss we're going to simulated games stuff like that to see what we need to do and prioritize the recovery above everything else. Uh, Kevin, now looking at, uh, at, at through the the SEC and and what we can look forward to. Uh, uh, so Auburn is picked sixth in the West, um, but then still, if you look at the league, they're either you know they're just right outside that uh, top twenty five in in the country. Um, obviously, a loaded loaded SEC. Uh, LSU is going to be a juggernaut this year. We all know that um, with the guys that they're bringing in. Uh, and you've got you still got Florida, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Arkansas, Vanderbilt. I mean, all those guys right up there in the top ten. Is, is this just going to be a, a monster year for SEC baseball? I mean, it normally is. I mean, every year is kind of a monster year for SEC baseball. This is the the most talented league in the country. And there's you know you kind of had that argument. Um, when it comes to other sports like football, you know, and you see how others, but in college baseball, the SEC is the premier division. You can see that with the the focus and the emphasis that outsiders and media have put on the league. Um, you know, D1 Baseball has an SEC-only subscription that you can get, and it's because the teams in this league are that talented, um, and they are they are just up and down. There, the investment is there facilities-wise. The investment is there, um, the money that goes into the program with the coaching staff and stuff. And so that's just the norm. It's always going to be a juggernaut in the SEC. You're not going to have a down year. Really what, what you want to do and what, you, what Auburn has been able to do is to just make sure that they're able um, to hit that, hit that pecking order and to make sure that when it becomes that battle in the league, that you're in the middle of the league. Because if you're in the middle, if you get a you know, 500 record in the league, um, if you get a above 500 record in the league, you're probably going to host a regional. Um, but you know, just it game in game out every weekend is going to be um, a top tier match because there's no real bad teams in the league. I mean, you can look at teams that you know have been on downswings for a little bit, like Missouri. But it is hard to go up there and win in Missouri. Um, they play a very different style of baseball than everywhere else in the league. Um, so that's all, those aren't just immediately gimme games. Um, you know, teams that are, that look like they're kind of rebuilding like Mississippi State, um, they're still Mississippi State. They still have that same talent that won a national championship two years ago. You know, they still have guys in that program that are experienced with that. And, you know, you look at the, I, I would have to look at the past national champions that have come from the league, but I mean, the SEC has really dominated college baseball um and it's going to continue to be the case for a while you know there are leagues that are that are making strides the acc is probably you know next um the mid-major wise sunbelt is you know kind of the same footprint as the sec but they're um they've added a bunch of teams and they're going to be kind of super competitive and kind of fight for some spots but yeah in the sec that's what you that's why every weekend is so important um and you know making sure that you don't get swept and you get at least one game um, is so crucial in this league and just to survive in this league because, you know, you can go into a tailspin, but you can also dig yourself into a hole to where, you know, it's hard to come out because you, you look like, all right, we just, you know, we Auburn had that where they started the, started the year. I went six in the league, and it's hard to kind of build out of that once you've kind of started. So you got to get your wins when you can. Um, you got to not get swept, but – um, there's enough familiarity 
I think, with the players here. And one of the things that you'll that you notice and that you've kind of seen all of them from year year to year um, under Butch is yeah, they're probably not going to get a lot of those um, preseason rankings and everything, but they're still going to fight and they're not going to be intimidated um, in any of these environments. They're used to it. Um, it's not a situation where like if you have a regional at LSU and you have three teams there that have never played in Baton Rouge, they can kind of get lost in that the aura of that place and. Um, it'll affect how they play for Auburn. It's not the case. Like Auburn's used to it. Every other year, they're going to LSU. Every other year, they're going um, to Arkansas. Um, it's just what it is. And these guys know that. They know that the competition is there. The eyeballs are there. And that's why you get guys that, that want to come in. That's why Blake Rambush wanted to come in. Um, you want to play against the top uh, teams in the country and the top talent in the country. It's why you come to the SEC. It's why you come to Auburn to do this because – it's only going to make you better. It's only it's that whole iron sharpened iron iron type deal, and so yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a grind, and it's that's just kind of what you expect, and it's what makes it fun. It's what makes it really enjoyable um, each year. The fact that the league is so deep, you know, even um, I think the latest preseason projection had eleven teams, eleven out of the fourteen teams making the NCAA tournament, um, and that's huge. That's big. I mean, you only sixty four teams are going to make it, and you, you know almost. Almost a tenth are going to be from the SEC. Or I think I messed up the math, but um, a good chunk of them are going to be from there. So, yeah, it's, it's just what you want. It's kind of what you expect. And Auburn playing in the West doesn't make it any easier since we're still doing the divisions. Um, you know, and then in 2024, I, th- I don't know if the if the baseball changes in 24, the 25 season with Texas and Oklahoma joining, but you've got two teams right there. You know, Texas has been to more college world series than any other school in the country um you know and oklahoma was in the college world series last year so was texas so you it's only going to get tougher um it's not going to get any easier and so you really have to make sure that you have the talent there the investment there and always doing it always making sure that they have that in place that you can compete and you don't get kind of left behind He's Kevin Ives joining us on this Monday edition of Sports Call. Real quickly, Kevin, and then we'll get you. We'll get you out of here on this. Uh, just preview this Indiana series for us, and then again, how uh, how people can follow along with you. Well, you can follow me um, on Twitter at AUPPL at AUPPL. Um, you know, I go to all the games. Um, got some road trips coming up. Indiana's going to be an interesting case because you don't know a lot. They are historically um, a, a very good team. They're normally, I think, they're picked fourth in the Big Ten. Um, but it's a Big Ten that's not outside of Maryland. That's not really outside of Maryland, Iowa, and Purdue. Those those top three teams um, that aren't really turning a lot of heads. And then Rutgers is in there too now. Um, Rutgers is probably going to have a really good season. Really good. Um, they're going to take that next step. Everyone kind of expects them to take that next step. But Indiana is going to be kind of competing in the in the middle of the, the middle of that pack. But um, Indiana is going to be a school. They're going to be in the same situation that Auburn is, um, where they're going to have they're using this weekend really to find these pieces and to figure out what they're going to you know how they're going to play the rest of the year. Their focus is going to be on the Big Ten. Um, Auburn's focus is going to be on the SEC this weekend. Is you you want wins, but you also want to learn a lot about your team. Um, and so you're going to have a team. Most of these Big Ten schools um, are going to have kind of medium power. Indiana is going to be the same way. Um, they're gonna they're gonna have one or two guys that are um, gonna hit the you know hit past the fences, but that brand of baseball that's kind of successful in the Big Ten 
has been that just consistency has been great defense and then consistency at the plate where you're stringing together, you're making those big innings happen. Um, and so this is going to be a big test for Auburn. I mean, this is a big D1 school that's, going to, that's, that's coming in, um, Power 5 school that's coming in, and then Indiana, weather-wise, has probably not been able to play a lot outdoors um, to practice. They've, um, I don't know what the weather's been like in Bloomington, but definitely more snow than Auburn. Um, but they're going to spend the first you know, half of their season on the road. This kind of starts their road trip um, for everything else. So it's going to be a grind. I think the, the one thing you want to look, forward, look for on Friday especially, um, weather's supposed to be in kind of the 50s. You want to see um, Gonzo gets to start how long he goes. Um, and you want to see how Auburn adjusts to Indiana because Indiana is going to be one of those teams that the more at bats they get against Auburn, the more they're going to, the more they're going to change. Um, they're not going to be one of these teams like if Auburn is playing LSU this first week, and LSU is probably going to go into this mindset that this is what we want to be offensively, this is what we're going to do, and come hell or high water, this is how we're going to do it. Indiana knows they're still learning, and so they're going to take what Auburn gives them. And they may, you know, lose that first game, but that second game is going to be even closer. And then they're going to try to get that third game um, any way they can. And that's kind of the the mindset when you have a lot of these northern schools that will come down to where, yeah, they want to win a series. They want that that big name you've knocked off an SEC school. And they've got the talent. They've got a lot of veteran talent to do it um, with graduate transfers and guys that have been in the program. And so they're going to come down here hungry. They want to make a statement um, as much as Auburn wants to make a statement and start the year off right. So it's really just going to be one of those weekends where you're just, you just need to watch and see. You can't really make a prediction one way or the other because you don't know what to expect. Both these teams will be playing their first games. You have nothing to really base it off of um, because these, che- these teams will change so much from year to year. Um, it's just going to be a, a blank slate, really, for both the Hoosiers and the Tigers. And you want to kind of see on Sunday evening – you know, who feels better about where their team is and who feels better about what changes they can make to get better. He is Kevin Ives, Plainsman Parking Lot on Twitter, at A-U-P-P-L. Kevin, the time is greatly appreciated. Uh, enjoy this opening weekend of college baseball, and we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thank you, guys.